Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the One Planet Roundtable on Polygon, number five. Let's take a listen. Hello there, can you hear me? Yes, yes, what's up? Hello, Eden, what's up, man? How are you? Very good. Actually, we're uh, preparing to launch the website for the CMA, so maybe if Department 77 here, uh, hello, man, can uh, can start, would be, would be great with the updates. Hello. Yeah. What is up? Is my voice okay? I'm using Bluetooth speak and headphones. I'm not sure. Yeah, sounds good on my side. Okay, cool. What's up? Yeah, I mean, the hype so far this uh, last week has been Reddit collectible avatars, right? No longer NFTs. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in the next few weeks. Um, there's been a lot of controversy around creator royalties on Solana and then the Aptos blockchain launching and they I, they got a lot of attention which with a bunch of new collections as well. So there's definitely a lot going on in the NFT ecosystem with Web3. I don't know how 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 you guys have been feeling that or or within your communities if that's been a conversation any of those topics what do you mean about the reddit ones have they changed it so they went went from nfts back to avatar no it's just the terminology that they use all right meaning that from the get-go they don't call them nfts right since the beginning they've always called them collectible collectible avatars uh, but obviously in the back end they are built with blockchain technology and polygon being the beneficiary there yeah i never really got into them i got a lot of um um i got a lot of those tokens what are they called again the reddit ones on um the cryptocurrency of subreddit but i didn't get any um nfts it's a moon it's the yeah, token yeah. okay <laughs> so it looks like they they were early to to luna before us <laughs> yeah but yeah it's been it's been interesting to see the hype i mean i don't know if you guys saw the chart from dune analytics about the I think it was daily transaction volume that was on OpenSea for Polygon NFTs, where it had been pretty much at like less than 500K for the last like three months. And then in one day, it just went up to like a million and a half, almost 2 million based on those Reddit NFTs. 
And those are on Polygon, right? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I believe that Reddit coming to Polygon, I think it's a, it's an amazing move since it brings a lot of a lot of people into the ecosystem, a lot of new members that can can participate and see what this whole ecosystem about. You know, Reddit has been around for so much for so much, for so long time and having them here i think it's a, it's an amazing move for polygon and for the ecosystem in general i think that we'll see uh, a nice growth in uh, in the future as well what i'm most interested on right now is the kind of change in momentum let's say because in general twitter is where all of the activity around crypto is right that's where we kind of have our audience and then we bring them into our discord to build our community but reddit is not a social platform that we have explored much but i wonder what place it has in in that kind of community building stack for web3 projects right because telegram in a sense has a place there as well but it it's different it provides a different kind of value than reddit so i don't know what, what do you guys think about the place of reddit within the community building for a project i think it could work i mean i use reddit mostly as um uh when i want when i want to get um, what's the word? Not truth, but when I want to get like a true opinion on something, I usually um, put Reddit in the search engine because I know there's going to be, it's going to be easy for me to see if it's real people talking about something or not. So like, um, if I do research on a, a token or something, I find Reddit to be quite uh, good at um, kind of being a fly on the wall for a discussion around something, and it's easy to kind of uh, pick and choose well what to kind of believe or not to believe if you want to go that far. But I think Reddit is good for that kind of thing where, um, like you, you often stumble upon experts on Reddit, which is quite interesting. It's like you know some kind of um, financial expert might just chime chime in on something um, with a very kind of thought out um, uh, post about something. So I use it mostly for that. Um, whether it's good for community building, I'm not sure because it's. I see Reddit more as a Q and A platform, really. Like someone posts something, and then the comments are either like correcting the post or answering the question. Um, so I don't know if it's good for. I I, I don't think I've seen a community on Reddit. Um, well, actually, that's not true. I've seen some gaming communities. That's um, I've seen that. Um, but yeah, it's, in, I don't, I don't know if it works like that. It's kind of a, um, Reddit has a weird mechanism as well, which is this kind of built in, um, echo chamber type thing where it punishes you if you, if you don't agree with the, um, with the consensus in the thread. So like, it's very easy to get punished by like downvotes and stuff. If you care about that, um, uh, which kind of takes away some interesting points and some interesting angles from things because people are, are kind of afraid to post it or they use an alt to kind of post their true feelings on on something um 
so it's, it is a bit of a weird place for a for a community um as far as i can see yeah i believe i totally uh, agree with what you said but i think like the community of reddit is actually the people that stay on reddit you know uh, like there is a, a vast majority of topics that people discuss on reddit from gaming to to all kinds of crazy stuff which i think this is actually the whole community that's there because people are actually stays on reddit are actually people that are dedicated uh since the platform we launched so 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 long ago and seeing that it always evolves and the the community is still there because still people are uh texting people are asking questions they get a lot of answers a lot of a lot of good information um i also like how much how many debates or argues are in a topic which i think is very it's very valuable and also in creating and building a community uh and for the polygon and how I personally see Reddit in, in in blockchain. I think it will it will go very well because again, there is a lot of people that knows exactly how to talk, how to get a topic, how to discussion, and how to discuss that that specific topic and go well in detail. You know, there are a lot of opinions that you can you can take, and there is a lot of good information that that comes out of it. Um, I usually used uh, Reddit to to uh, see gaming updates and uh, gaming features or different uh, different gaming topics that uh, usually people post on Reddit and see different opinions about there in uh, generally in the gaming environment. But I also see in Reddit a lot of uh, different uh, uh, different topics that people discuss, which I think in overall general, I think it's great. So um, we'll have to see how, how it will land on Polygon. But from, from what we saw already, it's like the, the numbers are pretty big, uh, exactly like Edwin mentioned. And um, I'm thinking that in the future, this um, this can, can be bring a lot of value to the overall ecosystem and maybe a lot of potential for collaborations with uh, one planner projects and different projects that we can explore uh, from from them as well. Is there like a floor price on the Reddit NFTs or is or is it like kind of different tiers and different uh, stages of it? Yeah, so what what's interesting is that they have tons of collections, right? And it seems that you build your avatar first and then it gets minted. Um, but there is definitely a floor price. There's a huge spectrum. There's some avatars that are not worth anything. And then there's some avatars that are worth like hundreds of ETH. So I, I think the, the experiment here for Reddit was the idea of the traits and like the, um, the the you being able to customize the way that that you look like that's a metadata component of your NFT right so you can personalize it as much as you want um, and, and I think that that makes it more fun right that's uh, one thing that creates the feeling of actual ownership in a sense that, that you can adjust your NFT according to where you are in in a time and place in your in your in your, in your ready life i guess uh but, but you know just one thing that i wanted to touch on is the the i think you what i felt was like you trusted reddit in a way like there's more of of uh there's more conversations that have value there 
right? And I think that comes with that social component of upvoting, downvoting, and even giving somebody the moon cryptocurrency to kind of reward them for the discussion, right? Or the answers to to the conversation. So I think that's something that's interesting that I guess it will, in a sense, create some kind of echo chamber, but it would be more quality or, or more valuable. Um, and, but we also, you know, we're here on Twitter, right? And Twitter is an echo chamber. We, we've been through that our, ourselves coming from Terra. Um, we saw a lot of things on the wall that others were pointing at, and we kind of just uh, kept moving forward, right? Um, so, uh, you know, I think Reddit, I'm sure that the people that are there feel really comfortable. They're native to Reddit, and we can't, we, we might not see many of them switch over to Twitter or to just focusing on Web3, but, um, but I think that there is a place there to explore and to try things out. Yeah, and not all not all echo chambers are bad, inherently bad either. Um, um, it's just I think Reddit is better at um, like categorizing things, or like the search is way better on Reddit than it is on Twitter, for example. Like I, I'm sure you can find similar information, but um, Reddit is like a repository of um, discussions, uh, which Twitter is kind of not twitter is more like a um like a personal broadcast system um with not too much kind of um discussions happening between people it's mostly arguing whereas reddit is kind of slightly better um in that sense i think yeah and i'm sure that reddit has their own kind of culture around nfts right and ship posting and all of that so i've already started to see some screenshots of some of the mods of like calling the ape um, holders broke boys <laughs> so it's it's funny to see this cultural war between now you know the the ogs the the body yacht owners versus now the collectible avatars from reddit that are gaining a, a you know a lot of value and um yeah so it's gonna be interesting where this plays out man i'm, I'm excited you know I, it's uh it's onboarding a new demographic of people i guess you could say right so at the end of the day it's bringing more attention to web3 in general and now that they're figuring out how to use like DeFi and nft platforms i think there's going to be more liquidity more growth more innovation uh, that's that's the fun part for me i am surprised that they actually did it because what uh, like uh, i'm surprised that they uh, dedicated resources to do this um i guess they started in the bull market because I, I can't imagine Reddit moving fast, but still, like it's it's interesting that they chose to do this. Uh, especially like if you if you just search for NFTs on Reddit, uh, it's not it's not uh, friendly. It's not exactly friendly chat. Yeah, my understanding is that they had been experimenting for a while, and uh, I mean another conversation would be that 
a platform like Reddit put their trust behind Polygon as well, right? So um, I'm sure that they looked at other layer twos like Arbitrum. I mean, I think they've been successful uh, and other blockchains as well, maybe like Avalanche and um, Solana. But at the end of the day, they decided to go with Polygon, right? So I, I think there's a lot to say around another web two successful huge platform deciding to to use polygon in their backend yeah i'm also wondering since since uh, reddit actually launched you know and there's a web2 it's a web2 company coming to web3 uh i'm also curious to see the onboarding of other of other companies from from web2 to web3 and how how this would can change the the ecosystem because exactly what department 77 mentioned here when you go and search NFTs on Reddit, people are usually getting uh, getting like uh, harsh feedback on them. You know, there are, there are tons of opinions, and right now seeing like this shift, they moved with Polygon, which is I think a great point that you make, Edwin. Here, I think that they research a lot the blockchain that they 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 should launch. I'm thinking that how this can actually grow the the whole ecosystem and how we can actually bring those those people from Reddit to 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 the projects and to to understand Web three more. I think there there are a lot of tons of people there that knows exactly what's happening on the blockchain and the value of blockchain. So I think that's a pretty smart move they did, and seeing to be so successful actually has to bring us a lot of positive attitude to to other projects as well because uh, as it seems people is here and people are willing to understand more of the blockchain technology and what polygon has to offer uh since it's uh, such a such a big ecosystem behind and a lot of the apps that projects can use yeah it definitely helps like a- any exposure at all is is kind of good exposure um well that's not true but most most exposure is good exposure all right um Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, like, I think that if if a, if a company like Reddit that's already been so so long in the market and choose to choose to go with Polygon, and I think it's a positive exposure in a way because it's it's something that's already been so so well developed over the over the time, and it has brings so, so many people uh, around the around the project around Reddit. Coming to Polygon, which again uh, it has also a big community behind uh, behind Polygon and behind a lot of pro- a lot of projects from uh, from Matic. I think like it's going to be very interesting to see in the near future how this uh, community will uh, will interfere with the already existing community on Polygon and if it's going to be a lot of connections behind it. Uh, in, at the end of the day, uh, I think Reddit also wants to to join Polygon and to see what it can offer in terms of people and uh, uh, and technology because uh, they they still want to to develop on blockchain right now. If if from from what I understand is that they they are entering Web three in order to to scale up the the platform, which I think is great. But I have one question here, Edwin. If you know if they are going to use any decentralized way to to make Reddit, or is just something that they want to do on Polygon uh, and launch the NFTs? I think that's uh, that's a cool question that I didn't explore yet, actually. Yeah, that that is a good question. You know, and and I haven't read or heard anything about them taking that step. I think in general they have a really good product, right? They for for what their purpose is, and and I mean I completely agree with uh, with Straylight here that I hate the search 
function in Twitter, like it, it's it's pretty weak. <laughs> it's uh compared to YouTube or Google, it, it's so bad. Uh, and so I think Reddit, you know, has a huge advantage for for things like that, more organized discussions. Uh, and so I think I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they, it would make sense for them to be completely decentralized in a sense. But I think that with this success that they have already in kind of like a web two social platform category, I think they're going to just build tools around that to include more of the web web three functions that that we're used to, right? So right now, for example, when you when you get one of their collectible avatars, they create the wallet in the back end, right? You don't have to do that yourself. I think once you want to like off ramp in a sense and sell your your avatar, then you have to figure out how to get that 100% access to your wallet so you can trade it or or sell your nft but um but i think that's what we'll see uh, you know just like with twitter how they integrated their verification for eth nfts as pfps i feel like that's the route that they will take just continue to add features to include the web3 native people i think there's no way on earth that Reddit would ever decentralize their data, because that's the like that's their only like that's where the value of the company is. It's in the data. It's a Web two company, so the, its whole thing is about the data. So I don't think there's any way they would ever do that. But I think, um, like you're saying, I think it's true that they will, they will do things like Twitter did. Like they will. Uh, include Web3 things into the platform. Um, but I don't think they would ever do anything that would compromise the um, that kind of treasure of data they're sitting on. That's pretty interesting now that, now that you guys mentioned, because I'm thinking that a lot of majority of people that enter Web3 is exactly like the decentralization. And because of um, Starlight, I think you made a very good point they would never actually get rid of their of their data of, of users. I'm wondering how they will actually come and get together the people that are actually love to get decentralized because a lot of, again, a lot of people that enter crypto is because of decentralized money and decentralized uh, and autonomous. Um, it will be it will be very interesting to see how they actually manage to get the Web3, Web2 into Web3. And I think it's going to be a big inspiration for other com- big companies on Web2 to, to join blockchain and to see the utility that can can bring in the future because at the end of the day the, the big goal is to is to get adoption into web3 whether it's polygon or another blockchain uh but for for us uh with which are building on polygon i think this is a a huge huge thing that happened and it's a big news that's happening right now in the um on the blockchain um and yeah uh it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see what's happening with Reddit in, in the next couple of weeks um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be um, like, I guess this is uh, kind of a utopian, utopian outlook. But I think what's going to happen is, what what could happen is that, you know, if if Musk ever ends up buying Twitter, I, I think we might see things like um, 
you know, logging in via your wallet. So uh, using Web3 mechanics for logins instead of having a uh, an email tied to an account and stuff like that. We might start seeing um, things like that, not exclusively. I think you, they will always want you to have the option to log in normally, so to speak. But I think um, companies are going to start doing that. And if that would happen from one big platform, I think the other platforms would probably entertain the idea and start experimenting with that themselves. So I think in the long run, um, I think this whole thing is going to come back. Like Web3 to me is all about this, um, you know, obfusc obfuscating the login from the users. So you're not logging in, you're just connecting to a site, stuff like that. And I, I think that's what's going to happen in the long run. Hopefully, if, if Musk takes Twitter, it's not going to 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 transform it into something that's that's with Dogecoin. You know, <laughs> that would that would be pretty interesting to see. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I think that overall, uh, it's a it's a very interesting thing that's happening, and I'm really interested to see again in the next couple of weeks how how the how the floor prices and the NFTs are going to play around Reddit and the and the Polygon ecosystem because it wasn't it was a, like big news and it actually had a lot of positive feedback from from what i saw and what i understood so uh it's definitely very interesting for the for the ecosystem and it's something that we we as project i think we should dig up and see what we can learn from that because it was a big success all right so we got a few listeners here and this is probably the the least amount of listeners that we've had so far so thank you guys for for being here appreciate your time but while we have you guys here we have department 77 and arcadia in the house today and they've been building and they have things to share with us so i wanted to give you guys the time to share a little bit about your your project just in case there's some listeners here that are not part of your ecosystem yet and then we'll dive a little bit deeper into uh, recently what updates you've had with your project with your community and then lastly what kind of alpha you got for us for the future what kind of plans you got coming up in the next few weeks for your project. So let's get started with uh, Arcadia here. Uh, or actually, let's go with Department 77. Arcadia, I'll give you a minute to prepare your website since you mentioned that earlier. Uh, but Straylight, if you want to just share a bit about your, your project, uh, and then we'll give Arcadia the floor. Yeah, so the quick overview is um, it's essentially a uh, um, real-time strategy game, uh, browser-based, Web3, um, where you uh, you kind of, uh, your NFTs are bounty hunters and you send them on missions, you train them up, um, you equip them with, with different things and stuff like that. Um, and then um, it's, it's a kind of like a play and earn type thing. We're still in alpha, soon beta. Um, but it's essentially like a futuristic sci-fi um, kind of clicker uh, where you use the browser to to send your bounty hunters on missions um, for loot and rewards. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. It's it's a quite. Um, I've started re I realized recently that it's quite a complicated game. 
in a good way. Uh, as in, uh, you can kind of go down rabbit holes. You can kind of find new parts of the game that you haven't seen before and kind of go down rabbit holes everywhere. Um, but it's also like one of the core tenets of the game is to always stay uh, friendly to casual players. Um, so uh, I'm putting a lot of time into that um, part of the game where uh, it, you should be able to just kind of check in, uh, spend like a, a few minutes, uh, send your bounty hunters on new missions, move things around, start some training, and then kind of leave the leave the game and go about your day, and then kind of maybe maybe check in again in the evening. Uh, that kind of behavior is um, highly incentivized um, and highly kind of uh, rewarded um, because we don't want to. It's it's not like a three D game where you run around and stuff. So we don't want to we don't want to steal people's time for hours um, to kind of do. Um, kind of boring and tedious stuff. That um, so the game is designed around that kind of casual check-in type player. But if you wanna, if you wanna experience more, you can always kind of go down rabbit holes. You can read up on the lore um, and do stuff like that. So um, it's it's easier to just uh, check out, I think. But it's it's essentially like a web three browser sci-fi uh, strategy game. Cool. And for me, I think what is interesting is the component that you mentioned of diving deeper into specific things about about your game, because in, in Web3, I feel like we're always looking for more data, right? Like, what are the floor prices? What are, you know, the last 24 hours in transaction volume for NFTs? And, and I think that you present that in a, in a good way so that we can pay attention to those those numbers right and 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 move them up move them down and see how they affect each of our bounty hunters so i, I think it, it definitely plays uh it, it fits the web3 narrative you know like more data more levers to play around with more clicking um so it's cool man i i definitely enjoy the game so thanks for sharing that yeah, it's it, we're very much a game. Like we're not, um, we're not like um, a, a DEX or anything like that. We are uh, purely like a play and earn game. Game where the earn part um, in the beginning is going to be uh, basically um, you kind of earn this kind of in-game token when you're playing around and you're training and you're buying stuff and you find loot and all that stuff. You earn this in-game token that, which is not an actual blockchain token. It's just an in-game uh, credit um, that you can't use anywhere else. But um, if you get enough credits in the game, you can you can eventually um, build a custom shop droid, um, which is fitting because we talked about the Reddit NFTs earlier, where you kind of build your build your own. Um, it works similar in our game where. You can spend the credits, um, you can build your own custom shop droid, you decide what outfits they have, the background, the model, all of that stuff. Uh, and then we create it, we mint it, and we airdrop it to your wallet. So that's the that's the earn part. Um, and that's the first kind of earn part in the game, and there will be more in the future. But um, that's coming very soon as well. Nice. Yeah, that, that's cool, actually. Yeah, I uh, 
I, I think anytime that you give a user the ability to customize in any way their their character, their avatar, it just adds that extra component of um of of figuring out where you are within the game, right? And thinking and looking at like what's what's what looks best for yourself, what your preferences are or Maybe you're looking at rarity, right, or different things like that, and so yeah, I, I think that that creates more fun around collectibles. Let's say, right, <laughs> you're gonna change the narrative of uh, NFTs to digital collectibles uh, when you're collecting things. It, it makes it more fun. Yeah, it's interesting that we're seeing these. Uh, we're seeing the categorizations come um, come true now. I think so you have like in the in the beginning of the bull run not actually at the beginning of the bull run the beginning of this year actually um it, the nfts felt very much like every every project wanted to be everything all at once um but i think now we can see clearer lines between the projects and what they're doing like we have the um we have the kind of social club ones which i call them um which are kind of collectibles, but they're mostly about the community and the brand and stuff like that. Um, and then you have like pure gaming projects like we are, and then you have kind of hybrid ones where um, it's kind of like uh, DeFi kingdoms in a way where it's kind of a hybrid between a game and, a, and an actual uh, protocol. Um, but I think it, it's, it, this was to be expected because we started out very kind of vague, like no one really knew the, uh, where the lines were, but I think we're seeing now kind of more um, specialized projects and projects that also uh, have the courage to say uh, what they are. So, like, it felt like for a long time that the um, the social club ones were afraid to say that they didn't have any utility, um, but I think that's changing now, and that's that's good because they like there's nothing wrong with having no utility. Um, just own what you just own what your project is and um, um, and yeah you'll be good yeah exactly we're we're seeing the growth right at, at the end of the day we really just had a bull run of nfts as a technology in the last two years really and so we are getting creators that are pushing the the terminologies right they're they're like you're saying kind of categorizing in in different ways and just pushing the space forward but but i think we're also seeing like the sophistication around the technology right and how you can use um the the blockchain to innovate around uh a digital asset right because it, it initially it was just like upload a jpeg and then figure out what to do with it and that it was easy to just kind of make it an exclusive relationship where once you own that that thing you were part of the social club right but now it's definitely becoming more of like well what else can we do with this you, you know these things here is it's it's not it's no longer the meta anymore to just have cool art and a 10k collection right we were definitely way past that uh it seems like if you take that route nowadays you're going to get a lot more 
feedback, <laughs> you know, uh, and that feedback won't always be good, especially right now in the bear market where um, some of these um, collections are not minting out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it, man. I think you, utility, that word, you know, obviously has its spectrum of meanings, but at the end of the day, I think it's a matter of how do you use this thing that you own now right what 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 comes along with it um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited uh, arcadia are you ready yes for sure uh but before before we start and uh yeah before we start i just want to shout out starlight here because uh, he's done an amazing job with with the project and um actually the ui and ux on the on the website is looking amazing i tried myself it's working very smooth uh and overall uh it's a very nice experience to to try so definitely for the people in the audience here i would really suggest uh, you should go on their website and check out their product uh, it's uh, it's really amazing uh coming for arcadia um i'm just going to give a short su a summary of our project we are a theme park designed uh, by blockchain our mission is to integrate uh, many communities into our theme park in order to have some fun it's a play to earn game uh, and uh, at the moment, as I'm pinned the, the uh, our last post, we actually launched our website. So this is our official launch where uh, people can find the white paper, the first version of our white paper um, with uh, all the information that uh, we've been uh, gathering for the last six uh, months. Um, basically, we've researched a lot of the, the play to earn industry in the crypto market and see a lot of... Um, a lot of systems that worked and to see how we can actually improve them or how we can actually bring them to Arcadia in order to, to test net and to to try to try and see how, how they'll work. Uh, but basically, you know, when we are trying to design this whole system and uh, creating this whole team park in general, we look we looked at big players on the play to earn industry, you know, uh, and the first thing, the first question that came into our minds when it comes to play to earn is that money has to come from somewhere, you know? And if we take big players from uh, from the industry, like X Infinity, for example, uh, there are a lot of things that uh, Axie did good and they did bad also because they created a loop in some way that was not sustainable for, for the project. And because new players that wanted to join uh, the game are actually were actually overbidden by the, 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 the players that were early investors, you know, because you had to buy an Axie in order to play, but people who actually got an Axie earlier um, were, were in a big advantage. Uh, then we said, okay, we can't do that. We can't just create NFTs and for early investors, there will be better because that's not going to bring any adoption. So we tried to, to ban that. And then we looked at membership passes, but there is a problem with the membership passes as well, because if you get in a membership pass, people that usually go in the web tree, they want to own their, uh, their NFT. They want to own and to bring value to the things that they own. So one thing that we came up and this is one of our goals is to integrate the other NFTs from the ecosystem inside the project, because in this way, we think that we can bring another layer of value for those projects. Uh, and especially it can embark a lot of communities, uh, inside the, inside Arcadia by creating this whole layering, um, on, on with, with them, you know, um, so basically, when you are going, uh, and if you guys, I really, uh, if you want to to read up uh, our white paper and to see what's all about, 
uh, there is a lot of description from the system, uh, the system breakdown and how everything will turn out in the attractions, in the exploration phase, uh, the game loop that we're having. Uh, and for the website, I just want to mention that our team put a lot of effort and a lot of energy on creating it. Um, we are very happy. And I just want to say congratulations to, to the team of putting so much effort into this. Uh, I'm really, really uh, personally very in love with what what they did and um i can't wait to to share more information um regarding the the updates that we're having uh but in this last six months we took very carefully what we want to build well what's the next future for arcadia uh and uh, in next weeks we'll announce the partnerships that we're having with the communities that we already been integrating in the park uh, which is something that I'm really uh, stoked about because uh, there has been a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, our game is actually uh, building Unreal Engine and uh, the connectivity with the blockchain is already there. Our developers are actually creating right now uh, the, uh, the NFT utility inside the park. Uh, we want to launch an MVP in the next couple of months where people can connect their wallet, see their NFTs, the partners' NFTs uh, inside the game and actually play as uh, one of them. Uh, these are things that are coming uh, in Arcadia in the next couple of weeks, some teasers with uh, with those characters uh, playing around Arcadia. And for the MVP, we're launching actually uh, some uh, some funny stuff that's uh, coming along the way. Um, I'm very I'm very excited for the website again. It's looking amazing, and there is a lot of good information that uh, you guys can uh, can see uh, if you take uh, if you take a look on it. Uh, but basically, here we are right now. Uh, we just launched the white paper, and uh, just to for the audience here, every week we'll have a, a lot of events and a lot of information regarding our developing stage from uh, our music artists to the game development to the web three uh, and basically all the integration that we'll have until until the MVP. So uh, I can officially say that Arcadia is launched with the website uh, and the paper and we cannot wait to see the feedback that the community received that uh, we think for the first version of uh, our system uh, it is and how we can actually improve it and see uh, how we can bring value to our overall customers, yeah. Super cool, man. Yeah, I got a chance to try out the website and it's it's fun to to scroll. <laughs> That's that was what I felt initially because it, you guys did add a lot of details to it that made it cool, made it different as well. It was an experience that I haven't had before in a website. Um and, and so I think that in general is going to be uh, uh something unique about your project, right? That you guys are spending your time and um, exploring different ways to present your project as well, starting with your website. So that's super cool. And I, I like the theme around what you guys are building as well, you know, and, and inviting other projects into your, your park and having those communities engage with uh, your, your games as well. I think that creates a lot of, uh, you know, synergistic relationships with other projects that, some may need to figure out how to add value to their projects and, and you're providing that as a service in a way. So that will be cool to see how that plays out. Um, how are you planning to share your updates with the community? Uh, is, is that something you're doing with uh, Twitter spaces and on Discord announcements? 
Yes, uh, that's a very good question, Edwin. And uh, we're actually having a schedule coming from next week where uh, every week we'll post uh, a new update for each department we're having uh, on, uh, on our team. Uh, basically, where we are in the developing stage, there will be a developing stage placed on our Discord uh, coming from the pre-production of our product to the full production stage. Uh, and we'll give updates from the whole department, as I mentioned, from the gaming side to, to the blockchain integration, music, art, artwork, uh, 3D artwork, 3D character artwork, uh, behind the scenes artwork. This is, those are things that we already built behind, but we didn't actually wanted to, to put it out there until we knew exactly that the, the structure is completed and uh, that the information is well provided to, to the overall uh, client that wants to join Arcadia and see what we're trying to build. So uh, the information is uh, is coming uh, and then in the next couple of weeks. And for the AMAs, we're actually planning to have um, some AMAs inviting uh, each um, member from our team uh, department discussing different topics from uh, music industry to gaming um, uh, to gaming industry, to blockchain uh, innovation. And uh, I'm also very excited to announce that we'll have some special guests um, that will join those AMAs in order to get more information about the whole blockchain ecosystem. Uh, we have a lot of uh, discussions talking behind the scenes with um, great projects, great consecrated projects that uh, are helping us developing this uh, this amazing theme park that we think uh, after uh, we are actually going to launch um, uh, to, to, to launch what we build behind the scenes, uh, it will get a lot of traction from uh, the communities that are partnering up with, with us uh, and um, and uh, the different uh, the different protocols and different um, projects that uh, will join uh, will join our mission. Uh, which we believe is going to be uh, a long road, but it's going to it's going to be very fun. And uh, is, we are building a theme park, so <laughs> I think fun is the one of our priorities. Yeah, and and not just your priority, right? But in general, we're all here to have fun. At least that's the way that that I initially got interested in Web three. I wanted to have fun because I was getting bored at my other job <laughs> working uh, in, in a factory and cars uh, that was starting to get bored. So I figured, let me get into a space that's innovating and changing all the time. And uh, fun was definitely a huge part of that. Um, I know that Straylight here with Department 77 does his updates for his community through like a change log on his uh, discord as well um but but yeah i want to go back to you straylight and see uh what kind of uh updates it's crazy we we're almost at an hour here time went by so fast today but uh, i wanted to just check in with you and see what's going on you know with your project right now and what do you have planned for the future what kind of alpha do you have for us today yeah so there's there's two major things uh coming up um, the first one is uh, the custom shop that we talked about where uh, we're going to start introducing the kind of build your own NFT type thing into the game. Um, so you can actually spend the, the in-game credits that you're earning. Um, and uh, the second thing is um, a, a new feature that centers around um, spaceships. So currently the game uh, is in alpha, like I said. Um, and the reason why we call it an alpha is because um, 
currently there's only one primary gameplay loop in the game, and that is um, basically to train your uh, droids and then send them on missions. Um, that's the primary gameplay loop, and then there's a bunch of other stuff you can do as well, but that's the main one. Um, so uh, what's coming up um, this year, um, December hopefully, is uh, that we're launching uh, ships in the game, which will provide the second um, primary gameplay loop. Um, and with along with that is, um, well, let me explain. So the current game has, uh, it's basically like um, you kind of, you click around and you you choose things and then you wait for them to happen. So it's more of like a, a click and wait type game at the moment. But the ships feature is going to change that. So the ships is going to start introducing actual kind of real-time um, gaming mechanics into the game. So with ships, there's going to be um, a turn-based um, strategy portion of the game where you kind of deploy your ship to um, a zone in the solar system and then you you're there to kind of clear out uh, pirates and marauders and stuff like that and the way that's going to work is is essentially like um, um it's kind of like it's using some XCOM mechanics where you you spend points to move around uh, or spend points to shoot um, and you maneuver and you hide behind things and stuff like that so um that's hopefully coming in December. Well, not hopefully. It will come in December. I've, I've, uh, I've just decided. Um, but uh, it kind of, it kind of depends as well on uh, one planet's schedule, because um, we want to launch, we want to make it a, a, a big thing. But it would be cool to launch it in December because that would mark the one year anniversary of us um, getting to the finals of the the competition. That's how uh, the one planet competition. That's how. Department 77 got started. Super cool, man. Yeah, uh, I think you're you're definitely a, a shipper. You know, <laughs> I, I always see you um, making uh, uh, announcements and the changes that you're making to your game. And so having that spaceship component is going to be huge for sure. Just uh, adding a little bit more variation to how you engage with the game, right? And maybe uh, having more users spending time in, in that kind of real life scenario that you're that you're saying um that is going to change one one last question that i have here for both of you guys since you're making games around blockchain technology that you know that i remember there was a huge push to use kind of the that phrase of gaming projects or play to earn, um, it it's hard, right? It's it takes a long time. It takes a lot of resources. So uh, I just wanted to see what you guys think um, about that. Just kind of the the time that you guys have spent to to put what you have together so far. I know Arcadia, for example, you have a a a a big picture and vision for your theme park but you've also already created the side scroller games right the space rush that we had during the migration process for us and you had um you know just just that kind of development already um so anyways i'm just curious about how you guys feel about the the timing and the resources it takes to actually build a functioning game um yes uh, i can start with that 
um, I must say, Erwin, that in the beginning, the first and most important thing that we focused on was our internal process and our internal team, you know. Uh, it was very important for us to know exactly which uh, are the members of the team that we're going to collaborate to create this product and to see and to test out different ways and different approach internally on how we can work together and how we can approach the situation properly. Uh, and I think this is a, something that uh, we're continuously uh, trying to improve uh, in the system that we're trying to do with the team and how is the communication with each department. Uh, I must say that it's uh, it's a pretty challenging um, it's a pretty challenging thing to create uh, a, a, at least a prototype to to what you're trying to build because in the space there are a lot of projects that wants to build play to earn they want to they want to create a, a nice product and everything but. It takes a lot of time to go and tap into all the details that you're trying to to achieve in your roadmap and to to actually create a very smooth experience. Uh, we personally believe that in a play to earn and especially in a game, because when you're referring to gaming industry, you're referring to playing games. The game has to be fun. It has to it has to remind you that you want to come back and play. You know, and this is something that we are focusing at the moment. To to give you an idea on the development, I think that there is a lot of writing behind. There is a lot of thinking on how you are actually going to develop a game design document. What's the objective that people have to do in that game? Uh, what are going to be the things that the player will do? What's going to be the game loop? How everything will turn out to be together nice and to to actually create those magic moments uh, yet again that will make you think that man i really want to come back and try again a new experience or to to try myself and maybe this time i'm going to be lucky and uh and win a game and then i think it comes to the fact of the play to earn if if you if if a project manages to bring a lot of fun and also bring the system where people can actually start earning revenue to it. I think it's, uh, it's very, it's, it's, it's something that will conclude in the next 10 years and it will build to last. And I think that the path to this is by trials and errors, by experimenting, getting feedback, trying to improve. And basically with the mini challenges that we're doing, uh, I guess it's like more of an experience we're experimenting different approaches, different leaderboards, different systems that people may like, people may don't like uh, for our overall product, you know. Uh, now that you said it, uh, I just want to give uh, a, new, a new spoiler that um, last time from uh, Cupcake Affair and Space Rush uh, for the community leaderboards that actually won, we prepared a pinball made by Arcadia with those communities that will highlight a lot of art from... Uh, from uh, from those communities, which I'm really excited to, uh, the game will launch very very soon after after the paper. More details will be announced on our Twitter, uh, and uh, after that, because I also give an alpha. If you guys search on our website, uh, in the last part, there is actually a ritual that's coming uh, in Arcadia, uh, and that ritual actually refers uh, to a farewell to our Lunatic Clubhouse uh, crew members uh, from um, from right now listed on the secondary market on One Planet. Uh, we are preparing a ritual that will be announced uh, this uh, in this Halloween, uh, where the dates and everything will be placed. Uh, and just to give you guys a general idea, uh, people who own the crew members will actually be able to burn uh, their NFTs in order to receive a hooded figure. I'm not going to give more details about those hooded figures, uh, but uh, we are trying to uh, bring for to, we are trying to actually 
uh, reward our OG holders as much as possible because those are the people that invested in us and trusted us in the beginning. Uh, and since we revamped the whole project, we think that uh, it's the perfect time to say uh, warm and farewell to, to our uh, clubhouse members. And we said, okay, let's make a ritual in the park and let's, uh, let's uh, announce it on Halloween, which we think goes hand in hand. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, and again, uh, we are focusing to create the whole experience because our team is very dedicated. And um, I think that we could not achieve anything uh, without the team and without the support from uh, each member to develop such, uh, such a nice product. So a lot of things are coming from, uh, from our project. And uh, I, we know that we took a, a slow but steady approach. Uh, but we hope this is the best, uh, the best way to, to actually deliver we're taking our time because uh, it's a big challenge that we're taking uh, as a as a game. Uh, so again, as I mentioned, the path it's uh, it's long, but we think that in the end it will feel very very rewarding. Yeah, I, I think ultimately the the way that I see the space moving forward here is that the creators are treating their projects as a business, right? And and that does mean being very intentional about all the details into your project and as you're saying especially with making a game there's so many components that are involved in it and starting off the right way is huge right and so you spend a lot of time and resources on setting up the infrastructure for your team so that now you can build on top of that um, so so that's a that's a pretty good perspective so thanks for sharing that um and you know Oh, one thing that I'll mention, you know, here with Straylight and Department 77 that I was really impressed with was the um, the music that you had. I remember that you released a video, uh, a music video. And man, I, I, I was hooked on that song for a long time. I couldn't stop listening to it because it, it was it was dope to listen to. But then also the 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 video of it was interesting to watch. Um, uh, kind of like that cyberpunk feel to it and it fit with your your theme and your lore very well but yeah if you want to take it away with uh, maybe some of your thoughts around the resources and time component of building a game and we got renegades in the house so we'll give you a minute after department 77 and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. i have some questions because uh, <laughs> um I, I just watched that uh that talk that you posted in discord but i'm excited to be here and, and learn a lot from uh, what they got to say too Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, resources. Well, the the music is. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, you know, I spent uh, something like ten years in the music industry, and it finally paid off. Uh, so one person likes my song. Um, uh, the resources. Well, it's it's. Uh, I mean, most most of my time. So I I work on the game itself. Um, uh, the other developers do the kind of um, blockchain integration and wallet connections and so like that. And I focus mostly on building the um, kind of game mechanics and the rules and so like that. And I mean, ninety-five percent of my time is spent um, uh, uh, simulating uh, game economy, basically uh, tweaking small numbers, simulating them, seeing what happens. Uh, figuring out balances, um, making sure uh, everything is working correctly. It's it's an interesting thing with games where the 
um, the bugs. I mean, we have a really good community that are kind of into the game and we have our little um, um, kind of alpha commission, we're calling them like users who are active and they, they report bugs and stuff like that. But bugs in games where you can earn things aren't always reported because they might be exploits and if players are uh, benefiting from them um, they obviously wouldn't uh, report it at least not immediately so it's all about like um, most of my time is spent like you know trying to figure out if that everything is working in terms of um, that the balance is not broken so we're running like a lot of stats and stuff inside of the game. So users can kind of go to the stats page and you can see exactly like the average daily yield um, of each user and all that stuff, um, which is fun. But, you know, the almost uh, the only reason I did that was because so we can kind of keep track so no one's, you know, suddenly just earning millions and millions. Um, uh, so that's the that's the resource part like that's the that's by far the toughest part like making sure the balance is there uh and nothing's broken and everything's working and everything is rewarding um and not boring you know that's that's 95 percent of my time yeah and i mean especially that last thing that you said there right about not being boring because people ultimately want money but at the same time i think that if you make it fun they'll also contribute to building out the game with you right as part of your community um but it, it makes it a lot easier there's a lot less friction when it's something fun that they're enjoying um but yeah i i, I think it, it does take a lot of time and <laughs> I, i've seen you you know you were always making your uh, announcements about the, the updates and you know there's a lot that goes to that and squashing bugs right all the time so it, it's uh, interesting for me to see all of the builders taking kind of their own approach here for for building their project um but we have uh renegades here so yeah go ahead you, you have some questions you the, the guys here can probably help you out with some of those that you may have. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you're talking about with the balance within the economy. So I just watched uh, Ted's talk, <laughs> not like a TED talk, but the talk with Ted. Um, and uh, I mean, he he brought up a lot of problems, but he didn't really propose a lot of solutions. And one thing that, I mean, seemed to kind of be obvious was if you have a currency within this, you know, like Web3 economy that you've created within your game if that currency is tradable off like on an exchange or anything like that it opens it up to it become you know rapidly increasing in value and then eventually like a collapse which generally collapses the the game economy right um that's kind of what i understood i don't know if you guys watched that but um is there a way to, is there a solution for that with Web3, like play to earn games? Because that's what happened with Axie. I was taking a look at Axie and I, I know there was a few things that happened. They also had some, um, they were hacked and a few different things. And obviously right now the the, the economy has been suffering for, for some time since especially the, uh, the Luna crash. But um, I mean, at, at their all time high, um, 
what was it called? Like potion or whatever their, their currency was, it's like, it was like 160 bucks. Now it's down to nine and it's kind of stabilized, but there was that, that rapid influx and that like, uh, so, so is there a way to avoid that when it comes to web three in-game currency where it doesn't get, um, overvalued and, and essentially like exploited in that regard. And then, um, dropped in a way that could collapse the sort of internal economy of the the game yeah yes i mean there's there's a lot of problems with having an actual token as an in-game currency and that's like you're saying uh you're suddenly kind of the game's value is now based on uh trading so if we use uh defi kingdoms as an example uh, I think Jewel was up to $20 or something like that, um, like six months ago or whatever it was. And then it crashed down to $0.50 cents, um, because of the bear market, but also because people were just, um, I guess, just got bored with the game. But DeFi Kingdoms didn't um, didn't get worse. Like The game got better because they, they made improvements to the game. And the, the game is better today than it was six months ago. So why is then the token and then the actual value of the game um so much less um so that's that's one issue and i think the the easy solution is to not make a token like not every project needs their own token you can have in-game currency um without it being an actual token and then you can swap that currency for things with value so that's the solution we've we've done for example like i've had the exact same worries about um launching a token and then having the game um having the game's perceived value be tied to a token that might not even be traded by the players uh in majority it might not just be like people who are speculating on the token uh people who aren't even in the game and now suddenly the perceived value of the game is decided by those people so i think the the easy solution is to not make a token got it so I mean, if let's say the assets within the game, would they just be, would they be NFTs or would they, um, would it just essentially, like where does the the um, NFT component really enter into the sort of web three perspective when you're building the game? Or is it just a, essentially a game? Uh, like, do you get a pass? Like, what, what's the, how can you integrate those two things while creating a safe economy? Yeah, I mean, the way we're doing it is that the NFTs are the game assets. Um, so the in-game currency is not an actual token. It's not a blockchain token. But the assets of the game, so the, the bounty hunters that you need to play the game and all that stuff, those are NFTs. And I think that's the balance you can strike. So uh, because I, th I think people aren't um, as focused on floor prices of NFTs as they are uh, on the value of a token um because floor prices are like you know um it, it feels like floor prices aren't that um sensitive to bear markets uh kind of stuff uh when it comes to games at least um and it's not that the floor prices of nfts aren't really the perceived value of the game either um so i think that's how you can that's one way to do it i mean that's the way we're doing it i'm sure there are you know a hundred different solutions to this problem uh but that's the way we're doing it. 
Arcadia, did you want to share some insights here? Yeah, I just want to mention uh, the question that we asked, you know, about the token and in-game economy. Uh, I guess that if you're referring to tokens in general in crypto, yeah, you have to, you, you talk about the token and the play to earn, but let's go back into the gaming industry in general. Back in World of Warcraft was uh, in a huge ramp, right? You have the gold in the game, right? And yes, that was not uh, a token at all, but people actually start trading the gold on different websites with real money. And the value was given by the people, you know? I mean, World of Warcraft didn't say that one gold is actually $300. People actually put the value and that's actually creating like a whole token. And to be honest, it's very decentralized in a way. If you look back again, because Actually, people were trading, you know, you're farming token from a game, but then you actually put it on, on, a, on a secondary market on a different website and people start trading, you know, uh, and the, that goes as well for the, uh, for the assets, for the NFTs, let's say, in-game assets like NFTs, you know, you kill the boss, but the, the value of that, and of that asset is actually goes into the auction house. And the auction house actually was trading with gold, gold that again, players would get, you know, the value to answer the question where, how you cannot devaluate the token value on a game. It's a very hard question because I think that nobody actually found the solution. If, if a project found a solution yet, you know, I think it yeah, would be like the, the, the gold standard, you know, Ted actually, he did game, touch yeah. on that. He did touch on that, that even let's say people will create, if you don't create a token, they will assign a value to something and then, you know, sort of off game, um, they'll, they'll start to do trading bartering, but then that asset can grow and collapse the same way. So um, I guess it's just one of the risks and, and just building a game that people enjoy playing regardless of what's happening sort of in, in the, you know, trading market. Um, because I think, you know, there's always going to just like flippers, right? Like you're going to have people, you drop a project and then people are going to come in and they're going to try to like, you know, uh, bought the collection or whatever. There's going to be this massive like influx, you know, floor price is going to go up and then eventually it, it stabilizes. So maybe that's just kind of the reality. Um, and, uh, there's just got to be enough appeal in the inner, the actual game to, you know, off put when you know the, those people end up sort of shaking free out of out of the uh the community um after they do sort of their, their little dance yeah yeah it, it's actually a very good point i just want to mention like let one last thing is that the only the only advice that me personally i can give is like again look back in in, in on the big on the big games out there on the market you know and i'm thinking again world of Warcraft for an example you know the system was good like the economy was good until wow actually made the shop and they actually add them real money so you can buy actually things in game and that's actually not making again like that's actually making the pay to win it's not actually re, uh, rewarding players that playing the game actually having fun while doing so and they could have earned money because again those i i knew i was a player and the gold was trading for so much at, at some point you know i wanted to buy a mount uh and i needed so much gold that i couldn't afford you know uh, I think it when Burning Crusade or something like that. Um, just being very geeky here, but again, if you look back in the in the history of gaming, and if you look at game economy, you take a lot. You take Riot, for example. Again, you know, there is a lot of things to discuss here because also with the, the NFTs, if you if you are a gaming company 
And there is a lot of question here. It's a debate. Let's say uh, Dota 2 or, or big, big projects that are actually uh, selling customized uh, skins to their character. You know why they're not doing actually tradable on the secondary market? It's because they'll actually lose a lot of liquidity in the project, you know? Because then if you allow players to trade their NFTs, let's say that uh, if I buy a skin from a market that's actually $60, right? This, those $60 goes into the company money and the company can actually then uh, develop more the project. But if you add a secondary market and start trading, the money is actually going from player to player, right? And that's not going to the company. And that's why there is a lot of big discussion here uh, and a lot of research and testing on how can actually uh, give the owner the possibility to trade and also the company to evolve because, you know, like, again, I'm just saying here facts from gaming because when you're talking for play to earn, the first thing from a play to earn is actually play. It's like the gaming experience. If the game is fun, people will spend money, you know, like blockchain comes and has so many utilities that can do. But right now, everybody's searching for that opportunity where uh, the blockchain can be integrated properly when it doesn't interfere with the game and it adds something that's beneficial to the game and not something, not adding something that maybe it's not necessary. And you have to, you have to juggle with that and see what's the best solution. And I, again, I'm, I'm coming back to what I said earlier is that I believe like trials and errors until you launch something that's properly made and see that the, the system is actually working now and for 15 years from now, it's going to work. If it's not going to work in the testnet, then it's not going to it's not going to be good. You talked about Xe Infinity, you know. The problem with Xe is that you had to buy on an Xe. And again, the problem is that if I was an early investor, I would make money. But for new players to come and play Xe Infinity was actually a cash grab because I was losing money by actually investing in Xe because uh, players that were early were winning, and then no 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 new player is coming to you because only the guys that are already winning. Are getting the money. So how can you enroll new players if the only the guys that are getting like they were in the beginning will will win? You know, it's a yeah, lot it was of set, it was set up that like, yeah, like early like you would peak right, and then if there's a bottleneck and and not as many people can. It wasn't really scalable. It was it was a interesting model, but <laughs> uh, it definitely peaked. Um, Okay, you guys are really, really smart, and I don't want to take up any more of your time. I'm sure there's some other people here who have questions, but would I be able to message you <laughs> off offline here and like buy you a coffee or like send you an Uber Eats or something? Um, I would just love to ask a few more questions, and we've got uh, we've got some some questions about some stuff that we're we're doing. And I would rather than being like proud, I just know that there's people in this industry that are way smarter and way more experienced. So. Um, if that's possible, that would be amazing. <laughs> Uber Eats or I don't know, whatever you guys have, wherever you're at, I'll I'll treat you. <laughs> we can definitely have a chat and don't worry about the Uber Eats. <laughs> we can we can do something something else, but yeah. My, sure. my love language no problem. is food, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I totally understand it. Yeah, definitely we can uh, we can chat for sure. If you have any questions, just just hit us up. Appreciate you. And thanks so much, One Planet, for putting this together, posting that amazing talk. If anybody has a chance, go on the One Planet Discord and just scroll up in the main chat. Um, there's a really good uh, talk about gaming economics, and, and you've got some smart people here, too. So appreciate you putting this together, and it's, uh, it's great to connect with you guys as well.
Thank you, V. Yeah, I appreciate you stopping by our, our Discord and hanging out as well. We're um, definitely looking forward to continue to grow the community. So anytime that, that you're available and you're free, feel free to come up and join us. Um, we do this Twitter Spaces roundtables same time every week, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. UTC. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm hoping that this can become a place where the founders can join and the community can join and uh, just share, you know, questions or, or ideas or uh, comments on what's going on uh, within the NFT ecosystem. Uh, just my thoughts on tokenomics in general. I think that there isn't a gold standard. I mean, we can even look at the macroeconomics of the US dollar and the other you know, country currencies that, I mean, they're, they're, I feel like they're still figuring out <laughs> what, what, what works, right? Uh, the, like the gold uh, that backed the dollar obviously didn't work for some reason and they switched it. So now we kind of have this uh, unlimited printer. And uh, anyways, I, I feel like there isn't a gold standard, but I think that there is, there, there is a lot of complexity and that's one of the reasons that I love DeFi as well. I think one of the innovations that I that I like is the BE tokenomics, uh, where essentially you lock up, you you stake your coins, you lock them up for a period of time, and and that kind of adds some kind of synthetic re reduction of supply. Uh, but again, it's just financial engineering to try and add value accrual to your token, right? At the end of the day, just like you guys are trying to add value to your NFT projects, tokens are the same, right? How do you add utility to the tokens? How how do people, um, how do you get people to buy it and hold it and use it? And you know what I mean. And and so if if they're if the only reason is for money to or for the price to go up then I think you're always going to end up with a broken system. But if there's actual utility around there where you use it in a, in a daily basis for different things, then I think the conversation can change a little bit, which is what the dollar did, right? The dollar exists in the whole world. That's the main currency in the whole world. And that's what UST was saying for, but, but we won't even get to that. Uh, but anyways, that's just my perspective there. I feel like uh, there's still a lot of uh, figuring out to do and experimenting there. Uh, one last question here and we'll end it. So uh, any any last thoughts, any action items that you would like our uh, listeners here to to take for your projects? And uh, V, you're included in this. Uh, we'll start with Arcadia here. Um, yeah, basically just visit our website and our white paper. Uh, again, we put a lot of effort and time into writing uh, all the information for our first version. So definitely check it out. Uh, give us feedback on our Discord on what do you guys think about the system and everything. Uh, I just want to say that we're very happy that uh, we are here finally. And there is going to be some, uh, some, it's going to be a journey coming ahead with everything and the assets that we are preparing behind the scenes. A lot of sneak peeks are coming from uh, from our game and from the 3D characters. Uh, we're actually having five partnerships already uh, with different projects that we think is going to bring a lot of value to, to Arcadia in the park and having some great fun. Uh, so yeah, definitely check the website and the white paper and uh, see in Discord. Uh, and again, just shout out to One Planet. Thank you very much for putting this uh, this together. Um, the, the marketplace is amazing. And I think that 
this is a, the, the place that, you know, it's time to grow. Everybody's time to grow. It's like a difficult market condition for, I think, in every blockchain. But uh, good days will come ahead for sure. This is not the, the first uh, um, bear market that we're seeing. And when the bull is coming, I think it's, it's good to be prepared. It's time to build, uh, as I mentioned, when we first migrated. And I still think that. And for uh, the other Evite, the Starlight, again, uh, this guy is amazing. Uh, he works uh, very much. and the the website and the game is very fun. I would definitely encourage you to to work because he puts a lot of effort in it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, go ahead, Straylight. Thanks so much for all the kind words. Um, yeah, I think the the best best um, way to learn more about what we do is just to go to the website, which is uh, department seventy seven dot com. Uh, all in one word. Well, not the dot com part. Oh, wait, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole now. But uh, department77.com is the best uh, best way to, to learn more. Copy that. Thank you, sir. And be with Renegades. Hey, yeah. I, um, I'm just, I'm loving, I'm loving what's happening in the space right now. I understand that we're in this, you know, bear market. But, um, you know, we're coming around to about a year in this, uh, uh, Web3 space. And what I have to say is I'm really glad for this time to to reflect and to continue building because um, I feel like there was just a lot of pressure before. It was like super serious. And uh, to see also these other great projects that are building games and just let, let's have fun. Um, we've, uh, we're launching a sort of gamified staking platform. Um, and uh, it's pretty much all coded, just working on the UI now. Um, our season two is going to launch uh, hopefully before the end of the year. Just waiting on a, some launch dates there um, with One Planet because we love you. So we're, we're committed to, to sticking with uh, you guys. Um, but yeah, I just, our first, um, so we were over on Terra before and our first uh, launch was um, uh, Anarchist and we we're just super serious. I mean, there was a DAO, which is great. But then this time around, we're like, you know, we just want to introduce more play, more fun for our community, um, more of like an interactive um, platform for, for people to, to use. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, that's why we went to the pixel um, art, very pew pew, lots of little animations that are going to be integrated as well. So I'm just happy to be here, happy to be among these great builders that are committed to, to building, no matter if it's a uh, bull or bear market and uh, we're all just very lucky to to get to collab and be together and work together and support each other and even just retweet each other's you know stuff and and uh, cheer each other's on you know on as we uh build and create a really awesome wonderful interactive space for everybody in the web3 community so just grateful to be here and yeah connect over our twitter um our discord right now is only holders but uh over the next few weeks we'll uh, be integrating a lot more things to onboard, you know, new people as we approach Mint. Thank you, V, and thank you, um, Surfer Dude from Arcadia, Straylight, the Promise Seventy Seven. All our listeners here appreciate your time. You know, I, I'm I'm with all of you here. I'm I'm here to have fun. You know, I, I know <laughs> it's work too, but at the same time, it, you know, there, there is a lot of tension in in the space right now still. Um, but ultimately, I think if we want this space to survive, we have to create a welcoming environment. And um, I, I think 
gaming and NFTs is going to be uh, a huge opportunity to continue continue to onboard the the next wave of users. Right, we we've all here experienced a lot in the last year, and and we can share that experience to the new people that come in and try and keep them more diversified and more level-headed uh, around the volatility of the Web3 market in general. Um, but yeah, so we're we're here for for the long term. You know, we we have a, a strong team of uh, builders, and uh, we'll continue to just build tools for for creators like yourselves, and also just better user uh, experiences for for our collectors and our community. Um, we have Halloween coming up in a few days, right? So we'll be having three different events that will have opportunities to win NFTs. So we'll be sharing that in the next few days. Our launch pad, the first collection is going to be Derby Stars with the random box free mint on the 11th, which they have already announced and we have announced. So, so that should be exciting just to get more eyes into the One Planet platform in general, and that hopefully bring you guys more attention as well for your projects. Um, and then, yeah, uh, that would just be um, the start, right? After that, we'll start launching other projects um, later on in the month. Um, but yeah, if anybody has any any other questions, feel free to join our Discord, DM us on Twitter, let us know what's on your mind, and uh, we'll be back next week same time tuesday at 4 p.m utc with different projects uh, but you guys enjoy the rest of your day or your night and uh enjoy you know just have fun <laughs> i think that's been the topic today thanks for having me thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the one planet roundtable on polygon number five hosted by Edwin Monroy with Arcadia, Department 77, The Anarchist Renegades, and more. Recorded on Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke blows in when I start a session Plink canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. It could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're
dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss-up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress, yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.